Okay. Like I put never have I ever peed on someone's face. I have. Yeah, I have. Okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> more than once we actually. <laughs> also me more than once. I've definitely peed on someone's face. Like actually I actually um they yeah, into their mouth actually. Yeah. Yeah. Have I ever peed in someone's mouth? Yes, I've peed in someone's mouth. Okay. All right. Well, All right. on that note, I should start <laughs> us off. Welcome back Intimates. Thanks for your support on Patreon, making this 2021 season possible. This podcast is about all things intimate, relationships, love, connection, community, consensual non-monogamy, kink, orgies, lovers, and of course, good old-fashioned sex. I talk with old friends and even meet some new ones. I interview people from all walks of life, from recovered addicts to counselors, sex partners to perfect strangers. I'd like to thank my hosts, the Musqueam First Nation, as this podcast is recorded on their unceded ancestral territory, where I was born, where I work, and where I currently live and play. So settle in for an intimate conversation. We're back with Never Have I Ever with a new panel, Melody Ann from Erotic Education with Melody Ann and Ms. Sarah Blaze, a woman of many identities from mom to conference organizer to dominatrix. Never Have I Ever is a party game where we try to find things we haven't done that the others have done. Today, we'll ask about everything from flashing strangers to masturbating in crowded spaces and lots of other prompts. Enjoy. Welcome, everyone, to another session of Intimate Interactions. I'm here with um, erotic educator Melody Ann and Miss Sarah Blaze. Hi. <laughs> Anne, is there anything that you're running or planning to run that you want to promote? Uh, my new website, eroticeducator.com. Ooh. And how about you, Sarah? Stay tuned. Um, I just put the deposit down for West Coast Bound 2023. What? Yeah, West Coast Bound 2023. Something Very excited. I will be there. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> With bells on. Me too. <laughs> Hooray! So hopefully everyone knows the rules, but basically one person will say, never have I ever done thing A. And the goal of the game is to find something that the other two people have done that you have not done, which in our circle of sex educators is going to be really funny because each of us will pick like the most vanilla things about ourselves and be like, oh, I haven't done this thing that normally I feel kind of weird about not having done, but now it's a strength and we'll be able to make fun of the other two. Um, that's the goal I see. <laughs> is making fun I, of the other two? I think the original goal of this game is whoever is the most corrupt and kinky gets really drunk when it's a drinking game. It's probably a good thing we're not doing that because Agreed. one of us would be rushing to the bathroom every 10 minutes. It's true. It's true. Agreed. There would definitely be like a hold my hair. Oh, wait, you're not here. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't have hair. <laughs> hold your beard. Oh, hold my beard. Exactly. You could just hold my beard for me. Perfect. <laughs> gotta keep it clean so yeah so this is why i like that at least twice have i ever because the point of both games i think is to share really good stories which is what makes it perfect for a podcast and you get really good stories out of both variants and kinky people and perverts and educators like ourselves <laughs> will um will win more often in the at least twice have i ever versus the never have i ever version okay excellent Okay, so I guess I will get us started off. Um, never have I ever... Oh, and if you have a really good story, feel free to interject with your story and we can take like a brief detour. That's totally allowed. All right. Okay. Never have I ever danced on a bar. Me neither. Actually, I haven't either. Wow. Huh. I write these things down, all the things I haven't done yet. It seems yeah. really unhygienic for the next person who orders a drink. That's your concern? <laughs> well... As long as the person doesn't fall off the bar. 
Okay, so that was mine. Um, go. Let's go in reverse alphabetical order. So we'll go Sarah next. Okay. Um, never have I ever peed standing up. I've tried not very successfully. I was almost doing a split because I was so worried that it would that it would run down my leg, and it still ran down my leg, even though my legs were like yay far apart. I mean, I've squatted outside and peed, but not actually standing. Yeah. Okay. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I think it's just me then. <laughs> hey, I never said I never did it. I just didn't do it successfully. That's yeah. fair. I, I like that idea. Never have I ever peed standing up successfully. Right. <laughs> I think that one's uh, to you, Anne. Okay. Never have I ever had sex with someone during this whole damn pandemic. Being immunocompromised sucks sometimes. Oh. I've, I've had sex. I've, I've had lots of sex. Nice. During the pandemic. <laughs> I've also had a fair amount of sex during the pandemic. I was very fortunate that uh, my partner, Charlotte, moved mm -hmm. in with me. Nice. Um, and we're still talking about that because it's a temporary thing. Mm -hmm. But during the pandemic, having someone that you live with to have sex with is like, I, I've had that for like 12 months. And it's just like, I can't. I'm I'm sure, Anne, I'm so sorry to be voicing this right after you're like, so I went through this harrowing, lonely experience. And I'm right. like, so it's amazing not going through a harrowing, lonely experience? No, I'm happy for you because I don't want anyone else to go through, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm an incel, but it is technically involuntary <laughs> celibacy. True. It's Hot true. blocked by a pandemic. <laughs> I absolutely I'm love. sorry. That's so funny. Unfortunately, erotic educator for sure. is an incel, <laughs> but in the best kind of way. <laughs> no, I'm a pancel. A pancel. Pandemic. Pandemically celibate. Yeah. Understood. Pancel, much better. Or an in pancel. Your masturbation must have gotten quite creative over the pandemic. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's actually an interesting topic to be yeah. like. How you could you could teach a course on that? You could literally be like, "How did I keep masturbation and hmm. like how did I keep my sex life on life support during a pandemic?" The workshop writes itself. Strangely <laughs> enough, my my sex drive, like even for masturbation, kind of took a nosedive during the pandemic compared to the uh -huh. usual. Because so I think That's the okay. more you know sexual interactions I'm having with other people in meat space really you know influences my libido. So. When that went, you know, down the toilet with COVID-19, I didn't have the same, you know, levels of desire that I normally did. Makes sense. So, Which like, might have kind of protected myself from going, you know, a bit more bonkers than I already did. So, like I said, it writes itself. So even though you didn't have a really good sex life during the pandemic in terms of masturbation, you could literally call it exactly what you just said. Meat Ansel. space. How my Meat. sex life recovered from the pandemic. <laughs> okay. I, I think oh. I'll have to live the recovery before I write the workshop. So, <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, oh. nudge, nudge. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always up for whatever. So, <laughs> we will, we will have to talk. Yes, we will. Um, never have I ever lied during a never have I ever. Well, this is the first time I've played, so <laughs> I guess I've never done that. Wonderful. I think I probably have, while drinking beer as a teenager, playing this, not wanting my friends to know how much of a slut I was. 
also fair. There was a lot of internalized and <clears throat> external slut shaming in the early 2000s, for sure. I'm glad, mm -hmm. you know, some parts of society at least have moved past that. Mm -hmm. Oh, my turn. Um, mm. Never have I ever flashed a stranger. Never have I ever flashed a stranger. Have I accidentally flashed a stranger ever? I was at a pot. Did you guys freeze or is it just? No, okay, uh, edit that I, I think out. we're just being really still. I was thinking. There was a wild party in North Vancouver several years ago and some girlfriends and I went and stood over a highway overpass and flashed all oncoming vehicles. I have no idea why we thought it was a good idea, but huh. <laughs> it was hilarious at the time. <laughs> I I think consent-wise, it's, you know, a bit of a disaster, you know, hindsight being 2020, <laughs> but, you know, flashed some vehicles over an overpass. It was really dark out. I don't even know if anyone saw us. That's awesome. <laughs> it's okay. It was an experience just for you two. Hmm. Or you've friends i think there were three or four of us fair enough six to eight tits <laughs> so i literally had the same thought i just didn't say it <laughs> like a cat <laughs> okay never have i ever blacked out from drinking i've never done that either i'm not sure <laughs> it's been a long life <laughs> I feel like the answer is no, but I've been, well, but I have, mm, there's times when I wake up the next day and I don't remember things. So that's blacking out, right? Yeah, I not, guess. Yeah. If, not passing out, blacking out. Yeah. Then I've done yeah, that. Yeah, blacking yeah. out rather than passing out. Right. Yeah. I've done that. Right. <laughs> I used this one in a previous episode, mm. but never have I ever kept someone I slept with a secret. Oh, I have. I've done that. Mm. from significant people not partners but i right yeah from i like have family. had a fling with someone who people in my life wouldn't approve of yeah understood well like family excluded how about keeping people secret from friends yeah i feel like i already know sarah's answer same person <laughs> <laughs> same answer <laughs> same answers all around okay yeah. Yeah. i think it's your turn Sarah. I think we hide everything from family, don't we? Right. Right. I mean, as a kinkster, that's just the default. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I think my mom, I think my mom would still prefer that were my default. Mm -hmm. But I have, uh, I have definitely come out to my mom about everything. Same here. And she was, she was alarmed, but yeah, unable to really say anything because I came out as an adult. Right. So she was very alarmed and mildly concerned and then increasingly concerned and then in complete denial <laughs> and where are we so at now? The... complete denial um some acceptance mixed with a fair amount of denial right. it's yeah, like I if bet. you're making if you're making yourself a drink it's like the the mixer is like the denial and hmm. then the shot is the acceptance okay all right so it's infused I'm, in there i'm trying to make her stiffer drinks but she just keeps wanting singles. Just just one shot of acceptance is enough for her. It builds up. It took over a decade for my mom to, you know, fully come around to understanding kink. And that's also only ha me having expressed the most, you know, vanilla friendly palatable sides of BDSM to her. Like she doesn't know about 
the more extreme stuff people do, including myself. And right. I'm fine with it staying that way. Fair That's enough. totally fair. Yeah. yeah. I just felt like I needed my mom to know I was like kinky. I didn't need her to know any specifics. I just wanted her to know I was yeah, out. For and sure. I wanted to feel like I was out and I had the privilege of doing that. So it was, it was, uh, actually, that's a funny story. I think I've told it before, but I'm happy to tell it again. If either of you don't know it, okay. I came out to my mom. Sure. So I had a partner who was coming over and both of you know me. So, you know, I really, really like, um, topping butt sex. It's mm-hmm. a thing that my heart is near and dear to. I really enjoy doing it. And this partner was super into receiving butt sex. So I was like really, really excited about it. She also wanted to do, you know, like rope and like some kinky stuff and some impact. And I was like, I'm good with all of this. Let's do all of the things. And then, you know, like about a week goes by, we're getting really close to the day. And my mom texts me out of the blue and is like, hey, I, you know, I'm just at this doctor's appointment and I realize that I have a specialist appointment like tomorrow. And I don't really want to leave Richmond and go all the way back to North Delta and then just come back to Richmond tomorrow. So like, is it OK if I crash on your couch? And I'm like, of course, mom, that's not an issue. And then as soon as I'd sent the text, I went, of course, mom, that's a complete issue. Oh, wow. um, but I didn't say it out loud. That was just my mm-hmm. internal thought process. So my mom gets there and we're thinking at this point she must have been like. 62 61 no maybe she was probably about 60 probably right on the money 60 and she is this very liberal very progressive for her upbringing south indian woman she comes from one of the most conservative cultures in in india and was like the super liberal maverick that ended up essentially like sleeping with and then marrying a white guy which is just not done Um, So here she is being super avant-garde by all of her standards and her weird Canadian kid is like, (laughs) by the way, I have some things I need to disclose to you because my partner's coming over later. And this conversation, by the way, was basically me being like, if you hear screaming, nobody needs your help. Like it was that (laughs) kind of a conversation. This poor woman is sitting there on my couch thinking, I'm so glad I have such a thoughtful kid that doesn't mind me dropping in unexpectedly and staying on the couch. This is my fantasy of what my mom thinks about me. I'm sure what she's actually thinking is like, finally, like a little bit of that Indian culture wore off. And, you know, my kid is at least like 10% as charitable as I expect them to be. Um, You know, like that's probably the reality. But in my fantasy, she's like, wow, I'm so happy that my kid is like willing to entertain this at a moment's notice. Like, absolutely, mom, come hang out on the couch. So I was basically like, it's almost like having a conversation. I don't want to like infantilize her or like be mean by saying like with a child, but she has absolutely no kink understanding, of course. And I'm literally like, okay, so here's how the TV works. I'm going to set you up with a show. I think that you'll like, and uh, yeah, my partner and I are going to go into our, into the bedroom at the other opposite end of the house. And uh, yeah, I'm basically not canceling anything because I, I refuse to do that. If my partner wants to cancel, that's fine. You don't get a say because you're a guest. (laughs) It's like if you really don't want to be here for it, there's a coffee shop I'll give you money for that's like across the street. (laughs) (laughs) But it's basically like, there's the couch. Here's the TV. Knock yourself out. Love you, mom. Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, But she had some questions, obviously, when I started coming out. Mm. But like, but like, you don't actually like, hurt each other and i was like well you know sometimes no there's some pain involved and she's like oh no 
but like you don't actually hurt each other like where you like leave a bruise right and I was like well you know sometimes and she's like oh no and she's like but but like you're you're hurting your partner but like they're not hurting you until you have a bruise and I'm like well sometimes and she's like oh no just like increasing levels of distress and that was what kind of broke her she was basically like oh my goodness my my poor child is this deviant canadian kid that is getting bruised and doing who knows what this unholy relationship thing she was definitely struggling with it a bit but uh to her credit she did not disown me and she continues to talk to me so that is a huge win and she spent the night she did spend the night and you did she was, yeah, and she didn't even partner? take me up on the coffee shop. She wasn't feeling it, like going out in the cold. She was like, "Fuck <laughs> that noise." She's yeah. like, "I've suffered much worse than this." And then we just—I forget what she was watching, but she was just watching TV fairly loud, and we threw mm-hmm. on music in the room. Yeah, I—I I remember blasting John Mayer and Hanson with my first girlfriend in my childhood bedroom while my mom was in the other room, and it's like she probably thinks we're just having a you know slumber party and listening to music and little did she know we were like kissing each other <laughs> that's always the best when a parent says something like no boys are going to be coming over right and you're like nope uh-huh. no boys who who's never have who's i ever turn is, turn is I it think, now i think it's mine i said okay i said kept someone i slept with a secret and then right. went on a tangent i think it is sarah's yeah um uh okay um, uh, never have I ever uh, masturbated secretly while in a crowded space. <laughs> have hmm. I? No, I, I don't think I've ever done that. No. Uh, when I was younger, I discovered that. Okay, remember the super skin tight, low rise jeans of the early 2000s? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. That I could kind of move my thighs, you know, under my desk and yep. simulate myself a bit. But. Hot. And, you know, sometimes it was almost accidental. I never did it to orgasm or even anywhere near orgasm. But it was like, hee hee, my favorite low-rise masturbation jeans. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, I didn't even consider it masturbation at the time, but I suppose it was. <laughs> they were just your favorite jeans that, that sure. like, diddled you a bit while you were on public transit. You yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a little. <laughs> actually getting handsy with myself no but the jeans you know it's all in the jeans right i mean this isn't like an anime where you're on a subway it's like (laughs) real life where you're in low-rise jeans (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness i think that's to you Anne. oh yes uh never have i ever pegged someone (laughs) i don't well I don't know that that applies to me exactly. I've definitely put it in buttholes and I have had people hmm. peg me. Okay. Um, but I've I have definitely not... pegged people. Yeah, that's not a surprise. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. Yeah. So I have... it's like, is there an at least 100 times have I ever? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> I have been pegged by a person with a penis. That was interesting. Oh, interesting. I guess technically I've done that, too, because I had this insertable that was like a silicon insertable with like a firm core that had like a cock ring on top of it. Mm. So you would slide the cock ring on and you would be like, yay, I'm a stingray now. Um, So in that sense, I guess technically I have pegged someone. Okay. 
But then I have done, I have done all the giving and receiving of pegging. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> okay, let's see. I think that's to me, and I have. What, what should I say? Never have I ever slept with a coworker. I've used that one before, but also a good one. A hush settles over the crowd. I don't think I have. Unless well, you I can't... don't shit where do you, shit where you eat, right? Like, right. Not agreed. Cool, not cool. And they're all. I work with lawyers. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I guess I'll that's say fair. not at a vanilla job. If you know <laughs> fellow sex educators or sex workers count, then. Yes, but not. Fair. No. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, because I've slept with sex educators at a conference before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> and hasn't? even sleeping with sex educators you regularly teach with can be kind of shooting where you eat. Because if you if it becomes to a part where it's you know more of a you know serious romantic relationship rather than a platonic slash sexual co teaching thing. If the relationship goes south, um, you have to, you know, rejig all your workshops. So that, and that can I've be also, an issue like, as a presenter. Jay and I were both board members at the same time, and we were having right. sex. So yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, if we want to go there, yes, then I've done it, but not my vanilla jobs. Right. That's perfectly fair. <clears throat> um, yeah, vanilla jobs, I don't think any of us have done it. So oh. makes sense. Interesting. I think that's to you, Sarah. Uh, okay, never have I ever injured myself while masturbating. Hmm. <laughs> I've definitely injured myself while masturbating. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like I have, but I can't recall any particular incident. <gasps> the lid incident. Wait a sec. So I love that I it has a thought, name. <laughs> yeah, well, it happened twice. Once with a partner, once with myself. So I used to masturbate using a bottle of hair mousse, you know, the kind of long phallic ones. And I didn't know to not put it in lit up. So I had this nice orgasm with this nice bottle of hair mousse I had before I ever bought a dildo. Took it out. Hey, where's the lid? Oh, no. So it took me about 20 minutes to fish it out, you know, all the time thinking, oh, crap, am I going to end up in the ER? Um it wasn't an injury as in, you know, there was no bleeding or, you know, issues or anything like that. But it was still a harrowing experience, to say the least. Oh, I'm so sorry to and hear that. And then I didn't learn. And I did it again with a different bottle of hair mousse <laughs> and a partner. Fantastic. <laughs> Insanity is defined as doing the same thing twice and <laughs> expecting different results with your bottles of hair mousse. <laughs> That's fair. Just buy a fucking dildo. And. Can I also just say that for some reason, just this, the phrase fishing an object out of a pussy just feels so fitting. I, I have mean, definitely I've done that a lot. I've definitely fished objects out of holes mm. before. And in fact, just the other day, we, we bought tunnels. We wanted to play with tunnels for okay. play. Yeah. And tunnels for what play? Anal play. Like they okay. basically open up yeah. here and cool. uh, we there's a hole. And so you theoretically supposed to stick things through the hole but while trying to stick things through the hole the entire thing popped into his ass (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay that sucks i've had an entire butt plug pop into my ass like including the base yes oh no (laughs) the base is supposed to be there to prevent that what the hell 
Yeah, well, it's like they... I could say things, but I, I could say I would say them to my person, but probably not to you. You'd probably find them offensive. <laughs> yeah, they definitely are expecting like, like they should rate the butt plugs and say this is rated for like vanilla use. Mm. Yes, because yes. like kinksters are going to test those limits. Yeah, we always do. Very true. It's very true. Rated for vanilla use. I appreciate that uh, r- rather than the like commercial or industrial strength butt plugs that you might need on ones that can that, be like, used as a doorstop i <laughs> i just well and yeah like the rectal version of that for sure it should be a doorstop you don't want the door going swinging closed all the way past that <laughs> <laughs> the door of your anus <laughs> the door of your anus yes exactly hodor so <laughs> too soon hodor Game of Thrones oh, reference. Hodor. Hodor. Oh, yeah. Hodor. So I had a vanilla one. Okay. I think it was my turn. Um, yeah. Never have I... Although there's oh, a I... way to make it non-vanilla if you... Never have I ever been in a fist fight. <laughs> way of making that non-vanilla. <laughs> yeah, um, no have no I fist fights with my cervix, fight. but an actual, you know, coming to blow. Coming to blows. Yeah, I, I if you're not, I just can't make it sound vanilla no matter how I say it. Yeah, it's fair. Um, in grade three, once a kid walked up to my desk and punched me out of my desk. But if it were a fist fight, it was a single fist hitting me once, um, and not much of a fight. I was very much a nerd in grade three, anyways. And uh, despite my whole desk falling over and like disturbing the whole class, the teacher applied no discipline and made no attempt to rectify the situation in any way, shape or form. Ugh. When we were terrible youths, because we were, uh, we would wander around <laughs> the streets in the middle of the night. And I was the geek. I was not I was not popular as, as a child. And um, some kids decided to pick on us. And I was the likely target because I didn't look rough and somebody shoved me from behind and my my uh, girlfriend at the time uh, jumped on this woman and kicked the crap out of her so I've never been in a fist fight but <laughs> apparently me being shoved instigated one <laughs> okay that's pretty amazing the back that launched a thousand fists yes exactly <laughs> oh exactly. I never I never did my injured while masturbating story <clears throat> um, okay so it's really boring. I don't masturbate with lubrication. I use what, um, what's his face? Uh, the Seattle sex columnist, Dan, not Harmon. Thank you. Dan Savage. Dan Savage. Um, what he would describe as a death, death grip, grip, a masturbation death grip. Right. But what Emily Nagowski would say, hey, we're all just the same parts, but organized differently. So like step off, Mr. Savage. <laughs> Maybe some of us like a good death grip now and then. Um, but, uh, yeah. So what ends up happening, interestingly, is if you do an extended masturbation session and you're using death grip, there's a lot of friction kind of intentionally, and it feels good until it doesn't. And at a certain point you realize that you've actually rubbed through the skin in patches. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's like a literal superficial burn. Like you just burn the one layer of skin off of your genitals because you are just whacking it that hard. (laughs) I've discovered that, um, like those fucking machines, like the ones that do the constant suction, oh, yeah. um, those yep. can also cause that problem if you don't use lube. Lesson learned. Ooh, mm-hmm. Lesson or learned. Lube. That sounds Somebody beautiful. else's penis, not mine. It's fine. Oh, okay. So, uh, fucking, I was imagining a dildo fucking machine. So, is it like a, um, oh, pussy type now. fucking machine? Yeah. It's like a, oh, okay. a, a motor and it just like, it does like a jerking yeah. motion ongoingly. Okay. 
Interesting. How much are those? $850. Jesus Christ. Mm. I had a fan. It was fine. Yeah, that's (laughs) nice. If you want to come borrow it, you come on over. (laughs) Give Dan for a test drive. I would consider doing that. I feel like we have such a unique friend group where you're like, hey, I have a used sex toy. How do you feel about using this used sex toy at someone else's house? And we're like, could do. Could do, yeah. I get on board with that. Only in our group of friends. Only I'm still totally choked that you gave away your fucks off, Victor, to like someone who I went out with and it didn't work out. And it's like yeah. we could have used that fucks off. Oh my I god, we could have for another partner. We could have had. We could have used that, that fucks off. Yeah. We have. Um, we have two here, and I think we just tried to use it the other night and it didn't work. So now, now that well, I'm that not compromised emotionally like <laughs> not drunk i should go check it out <laughs> see what i can make it work again yeah good amazing luck that. that's um that's quite funny i appreciate that confession among friends now that i'm not like emotionally compromised and or drunk i should probably see what i was doing wrong <laughs> mashing that power toy that i was planning on using on someone's genitals what could possibly go wrong it was really just protecting you <laughs> See, really, if I hadn't been drunk, I could have potentially endangered you. (laughs) Uh, Real talk, though. Real talk. Consent and informed risk profiles. We are all consenting adults here. We know what our risk profiles are. And there are best practices, which is you probably shouldn't play while drunk, probably not with power toys. However, if you and your partner are good long-term established relationships, I think the rules are a bit different. I agree completely. The rules can be bended a bit. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly how I feel, too. I really feel like a lot of the things that we're taught are like hard nose are really just like inadvisable. But we do tons of inadvisable stuff all the time. We're kinksters. That's like our that's our calling card. Is yeah, this sure. inadvisable? <laughs> exactly. Is it a bad idea? Yes. Shall we do it? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. As long as everybody knows and is able to consent in advance, which, of course, all of your long term partners definitely have. Yeah. I'm just spelling it out because some people may be listening. Sarah, very good. Or not. No, very smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might be like, wait, what did what did she just say about power tools? Just throw all the rules out the window and have sex with chainsaws. Okay, maybe not. Well, hey, you know, at some point, that's another story. Um, we yeah, should, we should yeah, go... exactly. Or angle saws. We've had those too. Yeah. We we should consider at some point and making a joint trip to Sarah's, and then yes. we can borrow the fucks all, and I can use it on you, and then I can borrow the um. Oh. What what I can only or... what I can only term the jetting cum suction machine. I have no idea what that would be called. Except you'll be you'll be uh, woefully disappointed because really it's just good for uh, torture. Like like I don't know that people can actually get off on it. So I I'd use honestly, it as a way so... of amplifying chastity play. Okay, amazing. That's really interesting. So for me, I don't actually get off from blowjobs or handjobs. Anyways, it's something I've actually been working mm-hmm. on. It's like working through. Um, working through those sort of breaks around like mistaken beliefs or like just like long held socially absorbed beliefs, but just sort of like working through it to the point where I can actually have the orgasms I want to have with the sex that people want to have with me, as opposed to being like, butt sex I like, let's do butt sex. Sometimes a partner's like, yeah, but my ass is kind of sore from like the two sessions of butt sex we had yesterday. Can we like, can we just do some like good old fashioned PIV? Right. And I'm like, PIV? I <laughs> guess we could that? do that. Yeah, I know. It's like, I'd rather just finger blast or like go down on someone than do PIV. And they're like, well, those are acceptable too. <laughs> <laughs> that works. I'm always um, fun to yeah, compromise. But, but yeah, we can, we can do that. We can potentially, I'm like, 
volunteering Sarah for this, of course. Of course. <laughs> like, I'm not asking Sarah. I'm just like, Sarah, it'll be fine with it. We should just go over to Sarah's place and use all of her sex toys. <laughs> Play my dungeon. It's always good. It's always Sounds a good, good time. Good Amazing. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Thank you both for being on this session of Intimate Interactions and playing all of the Never Have I Ever with me. <laughs> Excellent. You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. So how did you like it, Intimates? Discuss your ideas with the community at facebook.com forward slash Intimate Victor or tweet me at Intimate Victor or follow my Instagram, you guessed it, at Intimate Victor. If you can spare the cost of coffee to help the show keep going, head to patreon.com slash Victor Salmon. We hugely appreciate your help to continue making intimate conversations for you and yours. If not, you can always help other intimacy nerds find the podcast by leaving us a review anywhere online, especially iTunes. Or you can just tell a friend. The opening music is on hold for you, made of algorithmically generated notes and chords, and played by an AI-rendered saxophonist. The closing music is Gymnopédie, number one, by Eric Satie. Both are provided royalty-free, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Thanks so much for your time, and may your most important relationships be filled with the intimate, rich interactions you crave. Be well. <laughs>